In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, my Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. To consider in a very special way uh, the most important truths of our lives and it's a fact uh, that they will happen and they happen. And we meet these realities, these truths that we can't ignore. The church calls these truths the last things, the last things because after them there is eternity. There is no more time, it is going to be the same. And they are last because they are last. They will happen at the end, at the end of our life and also at the end of history. At the end of time, we are talking about the fact that we are going to die, the fact that this world is going to end, the fact that there is after death, there is a particular judgment, there is as a consequence of it, there is a heaven, there is hell, or there is a special time of purification to go to heaven, it's called purgatory. And there it will be a final judgment, a universal judgment. All these are the last things. For all of us as human beings, and also for each one of us in our own personal way. And at the end of the day, these truths, which are not for us uh, to be scared, but for us to be on guard, and for us to be focused. God is such a good father that he always gives us constantly chances for us to be focused, to be centered. St. Paul in his letters is always telling us, now is the time. Now is the time of your salvation. Now is the time for you to wake up, for you to fulfill the will of God, Jesus' sanctification, now. And precisely, I will say this is the message of this month of November. When we are ending this year, the calendar, the liturgical calendar ends no, at the end of this month of, of November, and then we will start the time of Advent, which is already the next uh, liturgical year. And, and to consider these last things at the end of the day is for us, to be hopeful and for us to be focused and to realize that we have a definitive homeland. And it is our final destiny. In a way that if we don't reach there, our life has been a waste. In a way that if we don't get there, our life has been totally, completely, absolutely frustrated, which is to be with God, to be in heaven. And what is heaven? everlasting happiness, but we are 
completely fulfilled, happy because we are with God. Heaven should be the last thing for us, to be with God. To be always with God. And then let us, let us ask now in this time of prayer, ask our Lord to help you to make a clear resolution, to make a, a clear determination to, to be focused and to be centered and not to be distracted with many things, not to get lost with many things which happen in our lives. Precisely, you know, in today's gospel, which is the gospel of St. Luke, Jesus uh, explains a very nice parable that can help us in, in our meditation for us to, to renew the resolution to, to be focused and to be centered and not to get distracted. Is the parable of the great banquet that there was a man or Lord says that uh, gave a great banquet and he invited a large number of people. Many people were invited to this banquet. But when the time for the banquet came, he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, come along, everything is ready now. But all alike started to make excuses. And when you read these excuses that those who were invited, when you read these excuses, we realize that these excuses appear many times in the gospel, many times in the life of many people, many times also if we are sincere with us in our life, in our own personal life, in our own personal correspondence with our Lord. The excuses they are given are the first said, I have bought a piece of land and must go and sell and see, please accept my apologies. And then another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and am I on my way to try them out? Please accept my apologies. And yet another said, I have just got married and so I am unable to come. And this one not even apologized. I mean, when we go to the gospels, we see how many other people gave excuses. We can look at uh, Nicodemus. He appears at the beginning of the gospel of St. John, but he was afraid. He wanted to keep his autonomy, his neutrality in front of Jesus. Afterwards, he, he was on the side of our Lord. And at the worst moment, when everybody has abandoned our Lord, he is one of the two, along with Joseph of Arimathea, who appeared to claim the body of Jesus to Pontius Pilate, to unnail it from the cross and to bury him. And he anointed the body of our Lord. But before 
he was afraid. This is why the Gospel of St. John says he went in the night because nobody wanted, he didn't want anybody to know that he was going there to see Jesus. We have plenty of people, we have also the Samaritan woman, for instance, that at the end sees help surrendered because Jesus was telling her everything about her life. But she, she was giving excuses. Pope Francis commenting this passage of the uh, Samaritan woman, the Pope explains no, that she wanted just to, to start talking no, I mean, about theology. The theology, no, I mean, where is the place to praise God? No? In Jerusalem, no, here, no, in the well of our father Jacob, no, I mean, and then all the story. And then our Lord was waiting for her. He just keep talking about theology. No? I mean, is it true that there is? Is it true? Is it true? No, I mean, where is Father? Can you explain to me the mystery of the? I mean, of course, we need doctrinal formation. We need theology. But you know, you don't need to become a theologian for you to to have a real relationship with Jesus and to to open your heart to God and to remove the excuses. And then Jesus asked her, where is your husband? Just this question, just mm, knock down all these uh, uh, screen, smoke screen, no? I mean, of her theology, no? which were excuses to avoid the real point. Have you thought of it? How many times we excuse ourselves in many different ways? Because we know that we need to change. Because we know I need to remove these conditions, these excuses, because I am afraid. And yes, I want to meet Jesus. I want to know Jesus, but careful. Yes, I want to, to meet our Lord. And he's so nice that he's telling me everything. You no, know? I mean, but I don't understand. Why is this man complicating my life? Then you go also to the gospel and you see how many of the people, they were willing to follow Jesus, but there is always a condition. The gospel of St. Luke, the gospel of St. Luke, they will say, I will follow you wherever you go. And then uh, there comes not the second part, but before, let me go to bury my father. This is, this is a very serious matter, as we know. I will follow wherever you go, but Lord, first, let me go and, and, and say farewell to those who are at my home. We, we could go on and on. We know also how other people, well, they didn't mention the excuses, you know, I mean, but this rich young fellow, and then the young man was asking our Lord, what to do to inherit eternal life? And when Jesus asked him everything, he went away sad because he had plenty possession, because he was a rich man. He was not ready to give them up. All these possessions, the condition, the excuses. Do you have excuses? You know, it's not that our Lord is asking us big things. Most of the times is, come on, follow me now. 
let us pray. And you say, I have a lot of work to do. Maybe it's not a piece of land that you have bought. Maybe it's not that you have bought, no, I mean, a five joke of oxen. I mean, in, 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 in today's terms, no, you see Jesus, I have bought a very nice car and I need to test it. I will follow you later. Let me go. I will come with the car to collect you and we will go wherever you go. We could go on and on and to put excuses. Also, this fellow who said, I have got married and I cannot follow you. As if marriage would be uh, an impediment to follow our Lord. And you see, it's not that our Lord is against of buying five yokes uh, of oxen. It's not that our Lord is against buying a piece of land. It's not that our Lord is against marriage, obviously. No. It's not that our Lord is against the well of Sikar. No, it's not that our Lord is, uh, is your heart. What is in your heart? Because this is, at the end of the day, the most important thing. And is there from your heart where we put excuses? And the excuses at the end of the day is most of the times the comfort seeking. Most of the times is this attachment to many things. My projects, my ideas, no, I mean, my and we enter into a kind of sentimentalism, which makes us very busy. And sometimes even we don't understand what is going on within me. How many times, for instance, maybe we have experienced this feeling of, oh, I, I need a break. I need a break from my job. I need a break from, from my family. I need a break. From, from, from myself, I need a break from God. You cannot break, you cannot have a break of God, of yourself, no? of your family, of your job. And we experience a kind of tiredness that we don't know why. And we run, we run away. We run away, I need a break. Please leave me alone. I need time for me, not this. I am tired <clears throat> and we make excuses and we say, I don't see anything. When I pray, I don't feel anything. All these are feelings, sentiments. Or maybe also sometimes the anxiety. For many things we have to do and we are distracted. You see Jesus, I cannot go to this, to, to I cannot attend the means of probation. I cannot attend uh, whatever activity, no, I cannot do this, I cannot pray, I cannot go for mass, no? then we are always overwhelmed. We are always not like running. Where are you running? Like a, like a headless chicken, no? I mean, going up and down, no? doing many things, no, I mean, always, no, I mean, literally, no, I mean, dying for the deadline. No? I have a, I have a, a presentation, no, I mean, everything, no, I mean, is presentation, no? And then even your family, no, I mean, everybody praying for the presentation. No? I mean, then sometimes, I mean, of course, or the exams, no, or the, I don't know, whatever. But we are creating such a big issue, and we are overwhelmed, anxious, afraid, no? 
up and down, no, depending on, on the deadlines, no, depending on the activities, no, depending on the situations. And all this prevents us to follow Jesus and to tell him, yes, I am here. And we cannot focus because we are too distracted. We are too carried away. We are, we, we are not living with intensity, but we, we are living with a lot of fear and anxiety. There is a lack of fortitude. There is also a lack of serenity and peace, which is the consequence of fortitude, because we don't know. We are carried away by many things, and we don't focus on what is important in our lives. Not that we have done, not that we possess, no, but as St. John says in his first letter, no, that we are children of God, that we are called children of God, and indeed we are that God is my father. Therefore, we cannot just put excuses. You know, there is a, a point in Furrow that San Jose Maria wrote, and I will say, this is a, I don't know, at least it helps me, is a clear reflection that maybe on many occasions, we are in this kind of a situation. And then San Jose Maria explains that in your life, this is the point of row 166. I recommend you to read it. It's a bit long, but let us comment it. No? I mean, to, to pray about it and to make a bit of examination of concepts. No? And then San Jose Maria says in this point, point of row 166, 166, in your life, there are two things that do not fit together, your head and your heart. Your intelligence enlightened by faith because we know we will have a lot of formation. Shows you the way clear. And we understand when we look at the saints of this present time, when we look at these new saints who are coming, all of them, I mean, blessed Guadalupe, venerable Gonce Grases, no? blessed Alvaro, or more recent ones, blessed Carla Putis. And we will see them in the future. And we will say St. Carlos Putis, Alvaro del Portillo, St. Guadalupe Ortiz de Landazori, it's a matter of time. And there are many other ones who died three years ago, and their processes are going to be open. There is this famous sister Claire, you know, that she died in Ecuador in this earthquake. And really, and really, her life is provoking an earthquake in the life of many people. Because really, and really, is a holy person. A girl that maybe more or less she had uh, the same age when she decided to follow Jesus in the year 2000. And she died in the year 2016. And her congregation is already preparing the opening of, of the process of beatification. And not because she did anything special, but because she fulfilled the will of God. If there is something extraordinary in fulfilling the will, God is precisely the love of God. And also, if not because they are very much interested, it's because all around the world, testimony of this reverend sister is revolutionizing. I mean, it's, it's making a revolution, an earthquake is shaking, is impacting the life of many people. You know, as he used to say, you know, I want to be an actress. And, and she had career. Huh? It's not that uh, she was already. In, in the casting no, of a movie in 
island, North Island, about all this uh, uh, problem in North Ireland. It was the year 2001 or 2000. And, and her main problem was, yes, God wants me to be a reverend sister, but at the same time, I want to be an actress and I want to be famous. Mm -hmm. This is what she was saying. How is it going? And then uh, the founder of her congregation, who is still alive, Carlos Alonso, Rafael Alonso, she, she told him, well, you see, Father, yes, I, I want to be God. I know God wants me to be a reverend sister, no? but I, at the same time, I want to be famous. And then this, this reverend father told her, well, then you will be a famous sister, reverend sister. And, and then she said, ah, perfect. Then that's it, let's go. And then, but then the priest told her, but then for this, you need to be very humble and you need to be very obedient. And then unconsciously afterwards, he became very conscious of it. Maybe, well, she said, ah, okay. Reverend sister, a famous reverend sister. Mm -hmm. And the truth is that now is a very famous reverend sister. Uh, but at the same time, she was very obedient, very humble. Then she knew what God wanted her to do. And we know also looking at the life of all these people, we could go on and on because there are still many people and all this is, is, is a grace from God who is telling us, you, you know, in the year 2016, in the year 2012, if you follow me, you will be holy. If you follow me, you will be with me and I will send you, but don't put conditions to follow me. Because this is the point. We know enlightened by faith, your intelligence tells you clearly the path. It can also point out the difference between following that way heroically or stupidly, mediocrity. Above all, it places before you the divine greatness and beauty of the undertakings the Trinity lives in our hearts. We see that the Holy Spirit is very active. <clears throat> we see that if we are faithful, if we correspond, God will work miracles also today. Your feelings, and Jose Maria goes on, on the other hand, become attached to everything you despise, even while you consider it despicable. We experience, this is St. Paul, what I don't want to do, this is what I do. My feelings, I know that this is wrong, but the condition. I know that this is wrong, but you see, sometimes I am weak. It seems, St. Jose Maria says, as if a thousand trifles were awaiting the least opportunity. And as soon as you, poor will, is weakened through physical tiredness or lack of supernatural outlook, those little things form a mountain that oppresses and discourages you. Impossible. This is too much. I need a break. I need a rest. I have done a lot. Things such as the roof, edges of your work, your resistance, your obedience, they cannot ask me this. Why is it that I have to do that? My boss, my father, my mother, 
the person who is following me in the spiritual direction, the priest, no? this is too much. The lack of supernatural outlook. This such as the rough, these things such as the rough edge of your world, your resistance to obedience, the lack of proper means, the false attractions of an easy life, the greater or smaller but repugnant temptations, modes of sensuality, tiredness, the bitter take of spiritual mediocrity, and sometimes also fear. Fear, because you know what God wants you to be. God wants you to be a saint. Fear, because you know it, and you are not a saint, you are not corresponding. The father, the prelate of Opus Dei, has written a letter about vocation, and it will be released in, whenever, I mean, in the website of Opus Dei. But it's very nice to see how there is a moment in which the father says, in any vocation, at the end of the day, this is a very personal encounter with Jesus Christ. And there is always the grace, the light, and the strength, but also our freedom. And this is why if we correspond and we say yes to Jesus, then God gives us more grace, more light, and more strength. And if we say yes to this more light and more grace, then God gives us again more grace, more light, and more strength. And if we say yes, and then it's a kind of, it's like walking, come, follow me. And we are following him. And nobody can enter this relationship between you and God. Nobody, unless you disclose it, unless you open it, unless you are sincere with you, with God, and in the spiritual direction with the other. But at the end of the day, who can say what God is asking from another person? Nobody. At the end of the day, this is my personal correspondence. This is why you can put excuses, whatever you want. But all the excuses in front of the one who is asking you to follow him are always flimsy. Because it's not anybody else who is calling you. It's the same God. But how do you know that God is calling you? Well, listen, pray, be attentive, be sincere with you. All of us, if we pray just a bit, we will realize that, well, I am not up to the standards with Jesus. My Lord, I have not been generous. And if you are sincere with you, you will realize that many times you procrastinate. Many times you relegate God at the end of the day. And you are deceiving yourself many times saying, I will pray later. I will pray the rosary later. I will pray later, later. And then you are deceiving yourself. You know the mediocrity. Allow me to talk to you bluntly. This is the same point of food. You have more than enough reasons to turn back and you lack the resolution to correspond to the grace that he grants you since he has called you to be another Christ, Ipse Christus, Christ himself. And this is for all of us because we are Christians. 
Christians means followers of Christ. You have forgotten the Lord's admonition to the apostle. My grace is enough for you, which is a confirmation that if you want to, you can. If you want to, God will give you the grace to, to do whatever. So remove all these excuses. Remove all these conditions. And let us be sincere. Remove any kind of excuse. I am young, I am sick. We are in the COVID-19. No? I mean, now we are in the NSAS, no, we are in the post-NSAS, no, we are in the new NSAS. I don't know, we are wherever we are. Now is the time for us to fulfill the will of God. Now is the time for us to say yes to God without condition. And I am not talking about a complete, total decision of everything, but in the little beauty of every moment. Also, in the one that you realize, well, I need to change completely. I need to be generous with God. These always let God to work in your soul. Let God to change your life. Let God to complicate. Pope Francis has explained, not to live our life in a higher and more intense plane. Yes, maybe you want to be famous. But I mean, do you remember who is Catherine Herbert? Of course, I mean, I know who is Catherine Herbert. Well, uh, she's an actress. She was an actress. She is dead. And where is Catherine Herbert? Well, we pray for all the, the people, no? I mean, but the, 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 the fame that God will give you when goes beyond all these vanities, all these flimsy things. Let us pray and let us ask the Blessed Virgin Mary to help us to, to be generous with God, to correspond to His graces, to be available always to remove the excuses for us to follow Him. The Blessed Virgin Mary, Saint Joseph, all the saints have given us a fantastic example how to follow our Lord without putting excuses. Love it. Love is repaid with love. I thank you, my Lord, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. <laughs>